0: I'd like to welcome Kathy Carroll to the Librarian Influencers Podcast, and she is a librarian in South Carolina. So Kathy, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background in the school library.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to participate, and I just love to talk about anything that has to do with libraries. Yeah. So my name is Kathy Carroll, and I am a librarian at Westwood High School in Blythewood, South Carolina. And I am this year's American Association of School Librarians president. So I have a lot of balls that I'm juggling (laughs) right now and a lot's going on, but I couldn't be happier to do, to wear both hats. And as far as my journey is concerned, well, I've been in education for over 25 years.
0: Wow!
1: I spent many of those years as an English teacher, primarily in high school and did that for probably 16 years. Okay. And while at my other school, I had a really good friend who was the school librarian. And every time we would work together, he would always say, Kathy, I think you need to go to library school. And I would think that's crazy because I thought only special people, you know, the exalted people went to library school. And he kept saying, I think you'd make a good librarian. And he said that for probably three years. And then finally I said, you know, I think I might go to library school.
0: And I did. And it was one, it was the best professional decision I've ever made. Um, I think we all have a friend like that. I call mine the my mother in the library world. The first time I did it, I just called her my mother, and everybody's like, What? That's like, no, not really my (laughs) mother. (laughs) But he was so supportive and, and and encouraging. And once I started, I knew it was the right decision. That is awesome. Well, Kathy, you might be the first South Carolina, how do you, what do you say, Carolinian? Carolinian? Mm-hmm. How Carolinian. do you say that word? Okay. That's it. Carolinian librarian um, that I've talked to. So, how do you, how does somebody become a librarian in your state? Well, we have to have a master's,
1: okay. um, our MLIS, and we also have to have um, teaching certification. So, it's quite strenuous to get um, certified to be a school librarian. But yeah. we just think that once you, pass all of those jump all of those hurdles that you're the better for it and we just have a wonderful community of librarians
0: in our state that's awesome so with teaching certification do they have to teach so many years also or yeah. is it just having that certificate just the
1: certificate okay
0: okay it's good. where i live you have to have that certificate as well but you also have to have taught um 2 years so that's why oh I here my here. gosh yeah no so it's different but that's one thing I love on this podcast is hearing all the different state requirements because mm-hmm. they're so different you know and as you listen to the person talk about it, it's like well that makes sense you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. everything is working out you know we're all just taking care of our our kiddos and our our staff where we are the best that we can so that's awesome all right Kathy so you you said it's been um, several years now but what do you remember about those earliest years in the library what were they like for you Oh my goodness, I I remember that
1: so clearly because I had been in the classroom for so many years. When I finally was in the library, I literally remember looking around and thinking, now what? Yeah, Because (laughs) I was so used to having a syllabus and a daily guide and a routine and and everything. And I just looked and I thought, now what? And then (laughs) I realized anything is possible. Yeah. And so, it was a mixture of being overwhelmed and also having limitless possibilities. Right. And so, I was kind of confused the first year. Admittedly, I was confused. I mean, I was trying to implement everything I'd learned, um, but I was in a very fortunate position in that I had a co-librarian. Oh, yes, that would help. And that, and he was an experienced librarian. Okay. And so I had a built-in mentor. That helped tremendously. But then I was that proverbial little puppy. And I thought, we could do it. We could do this. And I had these grandiose plans. And sometimes he would have to bring me down to earth. But (laughs) other times he thought, this will work. And so I think the advice that I perhaps would give newer um, colleagues to the profession is to be practical, but also aspirational.
0: Okay. Because you
1: have to get, you have to manage the collection. You have to do the paperwork. You you have to write those purchase orders. You have to do everything else, but you don't have to limit your desires or your wants for the kids.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah, somebody I I interviewed um, yesterday it hadn't been released yet, but she was talking about give yourself permission to be awesome. You know that first year. You know, and, and it's true because you're just so worried about. You know, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, just oh, yes. do the things you know that are, are going to be awesome and connect with the kids and you know give them opportunities. So. That's good. Really good. All right. Well, Kathy, go ahead and tell us like what kind of work situation are you still in a pandemic? So what, what is South Carolina doing right now or, or the districts where you are? Well, I
1: think we're in the same boat as everyone in that last March when we left. I remember even telling people, okay, I'll see you you know, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea Yeah. And I remember I didn't even take a lot of things with me. And later on, I think two or three weeks later, we were given permission to go back into the building to get things. Yeah. Because we thought we were just leaving temporarily. Right. And so initially we scrambled like every other part of the country to try to cobble together a virtual experience for our students. Mm -hmm. And we still were uncertain if it's going to be long-term, short-term. Some were more trained and prepared than others. We were, I, I was trying to reach out to our teachers. The response I kept getting was, I'm not quite sure what I need. Right. And then there were so many vendors and others who were so generous with providing us with information that I then felt the need to, to share everything that only aided in overwhelming everybody. So it was a lot happening, but right now, and when we returned in the fall, we were all, um, virtual. We have since, we have three stages, which, um, include being virtual hybrid and face-to-face. We've been virtual for quite a while. I think in the last two months we've been hybrid and I do not believe that we're going to be 100% face-to-face until the fall.
0: Okay. But you have that hope now, you know, looking at- We do.
1: So, we have oh, the hope.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, somebody the other day was, I think it was tweeting, um, tweeted that they had finally gone back after a year. They were allowed back in and it, it felt like walking into a museum because everything was frozen in time, you know, and in my mind, I was picturing, you know, like Pompeii or somewhere, you know, where they go and they find, you know, all these bodies frozen in position or that, you know, you see like they were in a kitchen you know preparing a meal or whatever but you know this just wow you know so situations are just so unique you know everywhere it's just an amazing still an amazing time even a year later still an amazing time
1: and i have a student population of almost 1500 students and to come back and have it be empty Oh, I bet. (laughs) Except for the teachers, because initially the teachers taught virtually from the school Uh before the students came back in a hybrid um, situation. So we were just here with teachers and no
0: students. That was that was very surreal. Yeah, I bet. Goodness. Wow. All right, Kathy, so you are the AASL president, so you've got connections with librarians all across America and probably the world. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about the kind of influence that you see school librarians having Um, because we're in such a unique position, you know, on our campuses and the roles that we play. How would you describe that influence? Well, I am in awe of what school
1: librarians have been able to do during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually had a town hall last night, an AASL town hall, and we have monthly town halls where we will have a specific topic and we'll have panelists and we'll discuss issues. And last night it was about teaching in a virtual environment and intellectual properties and um, innovative teaching assignments and what have you and collaborations and just the sheer brain power that was present, the expertise, Yeah, I am always so proud when I hear my colleagues speak about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing a yeoman's task, what we're also experiencing are some cutbacks. We're also seeing that they're reallocating funding for positions. And mm-hmm. so it's just very, it's a mixed bag of what's going on across the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of, we, everybody struggled at the beginning because it was just shocking, but I really do think we kind of got in our groove, you know, and we were, we were really able to lead, um, and, and be take, take the reins and kind of just guide people, you know, whether they're ready for baby steps, you know, as we were entering into the, tech side of everything or or some people that were there were some that were just started doing amazing things right away so it was (laughs) was amazing it's like oh my gosh I never even thought you know of something like that but um, I'm going to be excited next year to see what remains you know what what were those key things um, that we that were happening during this pandemic that we were doing that remain because they were great you know things that we had never thought of before but now Um, they're going to be a regular part you know even when we are face to face again so I'm looking forward to that
1: and actually we had a that was a part of our conversation recently and we were talking about the role of school librarians the role as leaders Mm -hmm. and how so many of them because not to be stereotypical but sometimes some of our colleagues perhaps are introverts yeah or sometimes downplay their contributions. But because of this pandemic, they've had to step out of maybe their comfort zones. Yeah. And they've had to tooth their own horns. They've had to take the reins. They've any other cliche you can think of, they had to do it and they were prepared. And I think now we're finally being acknowledged for the leaders that we are and our contributions and the partners that we are and the collaborators. So there've been a lot of good things going on out there
0: has been. So when you start thinking about next year, um is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to doing again or that you are starting to plan for now? I think I'm really
1: going to continue to embrace the hybrid model. Okay. In that I definitely think there is there's a benefit with face to face and that is my first option. That is always my pro that is always my preference. Mm -hmm. But I also think that I'm going to have a repository of just um, instruction and tutorials and, and what have you just as kind of a backup and yeah. just for others. So maybe my PDs, I had been reluctant sometimes to record all of those, but I think I'm just really going to have a <laughs> library of things that people can access.
0: Yes, that's awesome. And we've learned so much too now like in the past if you weren't really into that kind of thing, you might've only known about YouTube, you know, to have <laughs> it's videos true. And things. And mm-hmm. that was kind of intimidating, you know, to think that the whole world, you know, it's could you're we doing, but we we're we're good at this now. So, you know, we have other ways of sharing or making things unlisted, you know, that people won't find except mm-hmm. the people we share with. So, you know, we're, that's great that you're going to build up that side. So that's very, very good. All right, Kathy. So as a maybe even as the AASL president, you know, is is there something that you're just passionate about sharing uh, with school librarians whenever you get to talk to them? Well, whenever I get to talk to them, I
1: like to think of myself almost as the leader whisperer in that I think there's a leader in all of us. And that's actually one of our Um, Leadership activation is one of our strategic plans for AASL. And I so strongly believe in that. Leadership activation is actually one of the components of our strategic plan. And I strongly believe in embracing the leader within. And oftentimes when people think about leadership, they think state and national level. And that's not what I'm often referencing. What I'm referring to is just being the leader leader in your learning community, the leader in your space, the leader in your school, in your community, and just being the best one you can be, the most informed and the most influential. Mm -hmm. So that is something I feel very passionate about. And I also feel passionate about the word yes. (laughs) I I have had so many wonderful professional opportunities because honestly, I didn't overthink the request. (laughs) Kathy, would you like to be on this or do that or participate in? And I would pause just for a moment and think, okay, yes, I would. And so I want us as, as AASO president, I would probably tell people
0: embrace the power of yes. Mm. That's good. I could picture a whole keynote on that. So you need to start. looking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think perhaps I could, and not to your detriment, The word yes, because sometimes any good thing can become not a good thing. That's
0: true. That is very true. Yeah.
1: But let's not suffer from um. I don't know. What's the term imposter syndrome?
0: Yes. Because we never know what we're capable of until we try. Yeah. And I I had heard once upon a time, like the antidote to fear is action. You know, just take that. Fear to death. You know, when, when we're first asked to do something, but the antidote to that is just take a step. And, it, and it's like the next step kind of unveils itself to you. It really does. And the right people come into your life and, and, and assist when
1: needed. So yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. All right. So for my audience, if they're starting to think about, like you talked about leading in their learning community, what would that mean to them as kind of a, a early career librarian who's just kind of maybe they're new at their school, you know, or they're just new in their, their role somewhere? How do they get started doing that kind of thing? Well, I think the obvious answer is to talk
1: about your administrators, but I'm going to take a different direction. And I'm going to say to be a leader, I think you need to really make firm connections and authentic connections with the faculty. Okay. And I think the way to do that is, and some of us, we're on fixed schedules, we're on flex schedules. I don't know what situation you're in, but you know what, cookies they bring them, you bake cookies, they will come and you need to have relationships with your faculty and you need to help them realize you're not just one more thing to check off and another task or responsibility, but that actually you're a part of the instructional vision that they have yes. and that you're a collaborator and a partner. hmm And so if you can just convey that, and if you're a new teacher, and especially if you haven't previously been an educator, I would definitely ask teachers, can I look at your syllabus? Or can I look at your curriculum mapping? Or just to get a feel of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then when you're making those collection decisions, ask teachers, do you mind looking at this list? Is there something you would like to, like perhaps for me to include? Because I think ownership helps. And once you have those relationships, teachers are going to tell other teachers yeah, and they're going to say how indispensable you've been in the success of their class. Mm -hmm. And while you're doing all of that, that provides the data that you can then share with your leaders. And then you can say, I've worked with these teachers Mm -hmm. and they have documented this increase of or a new passion for, or however you would like to best frame it because you know, your school's mission Mm -hmm. And then that way, it's not just you telling them, I'm going to be a leader. It's them showing that you are a leader. Yeah. And then you also ask for opportunities to work with them. So it's really about, I think your pathway to leadership is going to be about
0: relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, like what you were saying about even on your purchase order list, like I, at the very beginning, I remember my mindset was probably closer to like a public library. You know, I was thinking I'm going to get everything, <laughs> but, but that, that wasn't, that's not what I was supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. I needed to um, support the curriculum, you know, that was mm-hmm. going to, it took me a while, you know, to kind of, kind of catch on to that. And, um, and once I did, it's like, oh my gosh, the teachers were there all the time, you know, because they knew that, that I was supporting what they were doing in the classroom and I had stuff, you know, for them to use in their classroom. So that's very good. Very, very good. Or is there anything else, Kathy, that you want to share with our audience? I would just like to
1: share, especially with those who are newer to the profession, that it does take a village to be successful. And even if in your work environment, you may be the only school librarian in the district. Yeah. Or in definitely in your building, but the district, I I don't know what your situation is. Or conversely, you could have a lot of support, but regardless, I think you need to reach out to others. You need to have a network. Yes. And I strongly advise that you get involved with your state associations because there's such a wealth of information there Mm -hmm. and it gives you a sense of community. Mm -hmm. And then I think, it would I would be remiss if I didn't, as AASL president, say you should also reach out <laughs> and become a part of your national association. Because please do not feel that well I'm new. What can I contribute?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What you can contribute is your unique point of view that no one has but you. Yeah. And so, therefore, I'm all about working for our working with our students, our faculty, our admin but I am a firm believer in sharing the wealth Mm -hmm. and I, and each of you are a gem, Mm -hmm. and we need you. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I think that's what I'd share. And I I think every state, if I'm not mistaken, has a list serve of some sort, like an email list serve. It does. I know that was something so valuable to me um, as an, especially early on, And um, when I was just, I needed to ask another Texas librarian something, you know, that was tied into like our state curriculum or something, you know, they they would just know things like that, you know, they'd be able to respond in the email format, so um, I'll look for that list, I think I have a link somewhere to that list, and I'll try to add that to the show notes, but get in those, in those listservs for those state, for your state, you know, so that you can build that network like you were just talking about so and because sometimes you don't know what you don't know exactly and sometimes you have a question
1: and you'll coincidentally see the same question posted with the answer so I just feel that there's strength in numbers Mm -hmm. and so we all need to work together to help each other to be the best version of our professional
0: selves and when you get on those listservs you know it's it can if it's a certain time of the year it might be a crazy busy time you know with lots of emails but um a lot of them have digest version you know where they'll send it they do at the end of the day or morning or whatever but that that Mm -hmm. can help a lot but there's ways to help with that all right so Kathy what what all kinds of things do you find helpful to yourself as you're trying to learn and grow professionally
1: I think what helps me well in this past year I have had such a marvelous experience. And I think I've had such a learning curve
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think what's helped me is it's given me permission to definitely think outside of the box. Okay. Yeah. And I also think that it's shown that I have a voice, not just locally, but also my voice matters nationally. Mm-hmm especially with all of the changes that are taking place and because of the American, Rescue, um, the American Rescue Plan Act that was passed. So, I mean, I think it's billions of dollars are going to be funneled into K through 12 education uh-huh. and not necessarily targeted toward libraries. But again, that's why I think we have to be a part of the leadership team because it's sometimes it's going to be site-based how yes. the funds are used. Okay. And so I know that seems like, wow, that's a complicated answer. But I think this year has just shown me that sometimes you just have to think big. Mm -hmm. You just have to think big, but you have to be plugged in. And so while that was kind of a convoluted answer, I think it really goes back to the heart of what I was saying is about relationships. You have to show your value through your work. Right. You have to make sure and promote it. Be a shameless self-promoter so people know. And so then when funds or opportunities or what have you become available, you're at the forefront of the teachers, the administrators, other people's minds. And so seriously, you we are all doing great work, but we have to let that light shine. Right.
0: Right. Most definitely. And even making sure that you're showcasing what the students are doing. Yeah. I think that's the most important part because, and never
1: underestimate a book club. I yeah. think sometimes we're so into the technology and what have you, which is fine because we've had virtual book clubs for over a year, Yeah. but a faculty book club, a student book club, mm-hmm. there are other obviously ways to engage students, but there's something about a book club. Yeah. And that little core group of readers, yep. there's something energizing for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So- yeah
0: yes keep the students at the
1: forefront yeah
0: yeah because i mean because then that's what they want to see more of you know because if the funding is if they're questioning the funding and they're like well gosh if we don't fund the library they're not going to get to do you know these things we've been doing so yeah very good all right well kathy it's been so much fun chatting with you so for our listeners who want to connect and uh, keep learning from you where will they find you on social media well um
1: For now, I still have my president account with AASL. So that's at AASL, president. And um, secondly, my second is my school um, Twitter account. And we're posting all of the time. And when you talk (laughs) about kids, my gosh, the kids are are prominently displayed there. It's WHS underscore LLC.
0: All right. Well, thank you again, Kathy. It's been such a pleasure meeting you um, virtually and and getting to chat with you. And I just look forward to seeing everything that you're going to keep leading us through for the next several months or so. (laughs) So. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for this invitation. You're welcome. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye. Same to you. Goodbye.